Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Monday edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Good. We celebrated a National Ice Cream Cone Day a little little bit ago. We did. I'm still full. Yeah. That was the highlight of our weekend. <laughs> it kind of was. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Um... The highlight of the weekend for some guy over in Disneyland Paris um, may have been the LSD he was using when he got lost. Oh. A search party and helicopter were called after a tourist under the influence of LSD went missing in Disneyland Paris. Well, that's never good. No, apparently the guy's, he's like, he was like 32 years old. The guy's girlfriend gave him LSD and then she lost him and she called the authorities and they had, I don't know, like military helicopters with like heat seeking, I, I don't know, stuff out there trying to find him and uh, dogs and like 80 cast members. They found him on the like bank of a river, somewhere. some sort of, some body of water at like 1230 at night. They finally found him. Sounds to me like someone's getting a lifetime park ban. I bet. Right. Congratulations, Gunter. Yep. They ended up being brought to, uh. I don't prison, not really prison, jail, jail. yeah, police station, the police station, the police yeah. Station. Well, I don't know yeah, what they what call, call them in, you, but you, they weren't in America, so I don't know what they call them. Did in you Paris. have like alcoholic ice cream? I did. I had amaretto cherry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think that's the problem, though. No, no. Um, back over on our side of the pond uh, at Hollywood Studios, there's been some painting going on in the animation courtyard. So what used to be sort of a rather unattractive terracotta coloring has now been switched over to a light blue and gray it looks nice it's coming along and it matches better with um the whole galaxy's edge and yeah launch base there okay the launch base kind of grayish okay there you go yeah good it all matches now okay there's some temporary walls in the muppet queue oh that's never good what do you think that means uh, well, I hope it means that they're not taking down, like, the, you've been in the Muppet queue. I mean, it's been a number of years since you've been in there, but there's a lot of stuff in there that, visual sight gags. Right. You know, and stuff built in there, so I hope that they're not taking that stuff down. Maybe they're just dusting it. Maybe. I mean, because it's got to need dusting now. But but I hope they don't, they don't take it down. Um, some details on the entrance to, we discussed this, to what? To the new building that's going across from the uh, Baseline Tap House. That we don't know what it is, I guess. Which used to be the old writer's stop. The Baseline Tap House used to be the writer's right. stop. Yeah, we had to look that up. If you're an Ellen fan. I know, I used to love it there, and this story came up, and I'm like, what is Baseline Tap House? I had to look it up. Since been since 2017, it's been Baseline Tap House, so it's been that long since the writer's stop's been there. But um, across from there, I guess they're putting up a new structure, and I guess the details are coming along. Yeah. Um, interesting. And then over at Galaxy's Edge. Oh, okay, go ahead. Over at Galaxy's Edge. Well, you knew more about this than me. What's. Right, so there's a little robot in the Ronto Roasters that uh, kind of like he's spinning the the rotisserie, I I guess is kind of a way to put it. Okay. And that robot's broken already. Well, at least he's he's not moving. He's not moving. Um, So it's a little tough considering this park has now been open, or this part of the park has been open now for three weeks. And, um, you know, he's not cooking. Uh-oh. Is he cooking over in uh, Los Angeles or what? Uh, I believe he is. All right. Well, maybe it's just the climate here. And maybe. It's just... In Orlando just didn't agree with him. It's sad. So so there's already been reports of the Florida version having bad screens in Smuggler's Run. Right. 
and now one of the animatronics isn't working. Right. You know, is this going to be a whole disco yeti in Expedition Everest again? Jeez, I hope not. I hope not. That'd be terrible. And in other Hollywood Studios news, um, the chairman of, well, Disney Parks Experiences and Products chairman, Bob Chapek, uh, took a bunch of cast members, kind of surprised them, and took them on a walkthrough of Mickey and Minnie's Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway uh, attraction. Um, that video was on the Disney blog last week. It, it didn't really show any aspect of the ride. It was just a bunch of cast members that were called into a room. They thought they were going to see something at Galaxy's Edge, and then here comes Bob Chapek, which is a big deal if you're a Disney employee. Right. And uh, they throw on some hard hats and some safety vests, and they go into the runaway railway. I mean, that's kind of cool, but I think there was something from inside there just like a a week ago, and I don't think there's very much done in there yet. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what they're previewing. But, you know, cool for them, I guess, to even just get to meet him. That's neat. Right. Well, it's scheduled to open in February, so. So they better get on it. Right. Uh, let's see. I think that's it at Hollywood Studios. Let's move over to the Magic Kingdom. Okay. Uh, the Astro Orbiter's been closed. It was supposed to open on the 20th. It did not. Say it isn't so. I know. So I don't know what's going on over there, but. You know what I can tell you about the Astro Orbiters? It's not comfortable. It's not comfortable if you're two adults. No, don't try to put two adults in one. Have we told this story here? I think we have. Okay. Yeah, it's tight. Your husband sits on the inside of your fatty thighs. It's not good. Yeah. Not good at all. All right. Um, <laughs> you know what is so much more comfortable? It's also not as much fun as putting two people in one of the mouse boats. That's fine. When I wanted to ride the mouse boats, and I thought, like, let's ride mouse boats. And you said, okay. And I said, all right, well, I'm going to go rent my boat. And then you're, you're going to get your boat. And you're like, no. Why would I want to ride in a boat by myself? Well, what do you mean? I'm going to ride with you. And then all of a sudden you put like 350 combined pounds of people inside this boat that now barely trudges along. I think it's just nice. Instead of being fast and zooming. I don't zooming. need to go fast. No. Take your boyfriends with you when you want to go race killing, around in mouse boats. Killing my buzz. <laughs> That's when you had to switch to taking your daughter her only yes, weight, like 50 n- pounds. Yes, that is now why I take Lily, because she's light. Although, you know what she asked me the other day? What? She said, Dad, when we go next time, I'm old enough to rent my own boat. Wow. Which I let her drive last time, so I think she will be getting her own boat. Oh my goodness. As long as she pays the $27 half hour. <laughs> right. back, to, back to the news and back, enough about our family. Back to the news. So we're over um, at the People Mover, and they are changing out some of the railings there. They used to be more of like a great style, and now um, they're just sort of horizontal bars. It's one of the many things that they're doing... I guess to bring it back to the 70s style look that it used to have. There also, um, there's some supports, they're like beams, that are exposed. They're kind of rusty. They're being covered with rebar for a concrete overlay. So some of those are finished and they do look nice. It's much cleaner. So tidying that up. Also in the Magic Kingdom, we've been talking about Liberty Square. They have that whole section walled off that used to be seating and is nothing right now. I think it's still going to be seating, but it looks like it's going to be, um, like contained. So like walled off, I don't know, probably not high walls, maybe just, um, you know, uh, like a sitting wall. I don't know, but they're still working on that. It's taken up a huge chunk of real estate. They really need to move it along. Nobody's listening to me though. 
Uh, well, I'm listening. I, I have to listen to you. That's true. Uh, what else do you have for the Magic Kingdom? Anything? Um, I don't know. There was a little Tron update. All right, go Just ahead. that they continue to build. Um, the giant mountain of dirt that used to be there is down. And you can now see the construction from the Tomorrowland Speedway track. So if you want to get a, if you want to get a good view of what's going on, uh, you know, jump in a race car, go around the track, <laughs> drive uh, slow, or go to the Barnstormer because from the Barnstormer you can see the back half of the building. Um, you know, right now it's just a bunch of steel. It looks like a, a good majority of the track is in, and the steel girders that are going to be the the walls are up. Um, so uh, it's kind of cool. That when is that supposed to open? Because I mean, that's still that's in time, so far away. It from... will be in time for the fiftieth anniversary. Okay. So it's got a year and a half. All right. And then, last but not least, at the Magic Kingdom, there's some character greeting changes coming as Mickey and Minnie's surprise celebration comes to an end. Uh, so now Mickey Mouse will greet guests in his magician outfit again uh, in the Town Square Theater. That will be starting on October 1st. And Mickey and Minnie will no longer meet in their celebration outfits after September 30th. Pluto will roam around Storybook Circus in the morning and greet guests in the afternoon in Calliope Tent near the Walt Disney World Railroad Station in Storybook Circus. And that will start on October 1st. He will no longer meet at Pete's Silly Sideshow. How very Disneyland of them to have him just kind of wandering around. I know. We'll see how that goes if people in Orlando can handle it. Right. Um, Minnie will rejoin Daisy, Donald, and Goofy create um, greeting guests at Calliope Tent. Uh, that'll be October 1st and 2nd. And then she'll return to Pete's Silly Sideshow on October 3rd. Chip and Dale will roam Frontierland in the morning and greet guests in the afternoon at the Splash Mountain exit starting October 1st. Anastasia, Drizella, and Fairy Godmother will greet guests at the Castle Archways next to Pinocchio Village House starting October 1st. Excellent. And then on the railway in the Magic Kingdom, uh, they have removed a bunch of bamboo and are putting in uh, indigenous foliage. Uh, I guess the bamboo, while it serves a purpose of growing f quickly and multiplying and, you know, covering, uh, you know, providing cover, it, it is very fragile and would fall after storms, which would create a hazard for the train, which may not have to be cleared. So they've been getting rid of some bamboo. Uh, additionally, while the train is closed, uh, on the back side of the Carousel of Progress, they are removing a bunch of track and they're regrading it and leveling out the, the track area. So I should know this, but the train's been closed? The train's been closed for a while. I probably said it was probably in one of my announcements and I just forget. Well, it's been closed since... Dis uh, no, it's been closed for a while. Hmm, that's a bummer, huh? Uh, are we still in the Magic Kingdom? I'm not. I'm done. But if you have more stuff, okay. then go, go. Uh, so they've started bringing in some drainage equipment uh, for the uh, piers, the, the docks, um, and they'll start doing electrical work, but uh, it, it's coming along quickly. And um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's still a big mess at the entrance to the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. But it'll be nice when it's all done. It'll be beautiful when it's done. You know what's all done? Moving over to our next park, Epcot. Um, the International Gateway entrance Yay. has been finished. So, you know, that's nice. You can get in and out of there much more easily. It looks nice. It features uh, expanded security and touch point 
entrance. So I don't know what what's a touch point entrance. Just mean like the Mickey bands where you put your Mickey band. Oh, those are. Touch did points. they not have? They didn't have that at the International Gateway before. Uh, I think they did. Oh well. But it's still funny, even though that whole area is done. There's still a whole bunch of the mobile bushes there because the. Uh, Skyliner. The Skyliner station is yeah. not is not open. But the walls aren't. There's no more walls. No, there's no wooden walls, but there are bush walls. It's amazing how big and open that is compared to I mean, what that used to yeah. be. Yep. It's like not even recognizable. So. I don't even know what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> um, we you, had know, talk- you know what I'm looking at? You. I thought you were going to say beauty. Same thing. Um, so there's some cuts that have come to the Walt Disney World Resort in entertainment. And the cuts just keep on coming. The most recent ones are the Mariachi. It's, it's Mariachi Cobra presents the story of Coco, and that's like that was like um like a mariachi and puppetry. Yeah, it was thing neat. at the uh, Mexico Pavilion. Yeah, that looked neat, and I had wanted to see it. I will not get to because it is ending this week. Um, also, uh, the Jaminators. Jaminators. It's not Jaminators. I always say jaminators. I know you do, and it's not right. It's the jamiters. Jamiters? Like janitors, but you know with what? an M. I like jaminators. <laughs> the jamiters and Matsura have been reduced to five days a week starting on September 29th, so they will not be working on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. So that's kind of a bummer if you're going to be there on a Tuesday or Wednesday, but and, at least they're not going to be gone completely. Right. And what is uh, Matsura? It's what's in Japan, right? Which is? Which is what? The drummers. Oh, okay. That's the fun drum show. Oh, that is a bummer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What else? Um, I also hear they're going to get rid of Off Kilter. (laughs) I heard that too. The Winnie the Pooh meet and greet has returned to the UK pavilion. So that used to be there um, in three years ago. Winnie the Pooh moved to the character spot. Now that the character spot is closed, he has moved back to the UK. He's in a back corner near uh, the gardens and the toy soldier shop. And the uh, space where you take a photo with him is themed like Christopher Robin's bedroom. So I guess that's kind of cute. Although he's a rather large Winnie the Pooh, like, for the room. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the room should be, like, oversized so that he was stuffed animal size. He's human size. Like, he could lay in the full bed instead of being just, like, propped up against the pillow where he would normally be. Right. So, I don't know. Is that what it was when we went and took pictures years ago? I don't remember that. No, it was not as elaborately themed. Yeah, I don't think... It wasn't a bedroom. It was was just, just like, like a a corner of the UK (laughs) pavilion. So, anyway, that's where you can find him. So, that's kind of neat. I like that. I like... The characters in the countries that they belong to. Well, most of them are there. Like Snow White is in Germany. Yeah, sometimes, unless they decide to do something at the character spot and pull them out. Mexican Donald. I do like Mexican Donald. Because he has a sombrero. That's how you know he's Mexican. Yep. I like that. Uh, Let's see. And in holiday news at Epcot, the full menus have been revealed for holiday kitchens at the Festival of the Holidays. I'm going to refrain from reading that today. Uh-oh. Only because I think we have enough news to get through, like, at least, like, an 18-minute show. Okay. But, in the days coming, if we're short, I'm going to be pulling it out. Uh, let me know, because I'll take a break. <laughs> also, um, for the Candlelight Processional, there has been some new narrators added to the list for 2019, and they are Marley Matlin, 
and Isabella Rossellini. Isabella Rossellini. I want to go see her. That's exciting. She's Would you rather a... see Isabella Rossellini or Neil Patrick Harris? I think I'd rather see Isabella Rossellini. Neil Patrick Harris is the king. Or Gary Sinise. I actually, I, I, if I had to choose, I would go see Gary Sinise. This is, I don't think she's done it before, though, has she? I don't know. I don't think she has. So, I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. See? Um, Stamos. Full House Guy, yeah. Stamos, yeah. What else do you have? The Anything? Full House Guy. The Full House Guy. He's done so much more than that. I know. Not really. No. Animal Kingdom? (laughs) Kingdom. (laughs) You got anything over there? Do I have anything? Ooh. Ooh, Boy, do you. If you're a fan of bird shows, then (laughs) And who isn't? Up, a great bird adventure has debuted with a new change because instead of just a regular host, you now have a bumbling wilderness explorer troop leader running the show. How many times have they changed this show? This will be three. Yeah, it feels like a lot. Yeah. I don't know why they ever changed the... Well, except for the fact that the old show had been running for like 20 years. And I, there was hardly anybody went to it anymore. I think it is it is nice that they brought up into it. Mm-hmm. Because I think it just draws in a little, you know, a few more people. Well, I think if you're going to put up in there, you need to have Kevin in the show. Mm-hmm. The bird. Yeah, but it's right? kind of hard because... And... Uh... I don't know. I, I think you need birds that, like, at any minute could go rogue and attack someone. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. Like, if they combined it with, like, a stunt show mm-hmm. where, like, somebody in the audience gets attacked, but it's actually a stunt person. Could we have paramedic training beforehand as, like, part no, of it? No. No? No, that's no fun. Oh, okay. You Do seem we... excited about the next story. Well, it's not Animal Kingdom. Are we still talking Animal Kingdom? Well, it's kind of Animal Kingdom. Okay. Right? Well, I no, think but, that's but all I had you, for Animal Kingdom. You get excited for this because you wrote it in big capital letters and you have to sing say it like you said it when we were talking about it. Oh. Oh, there's new bus wraps. There you go. Go ahead. What are they? Oh, so the uh, as we've been talking about, the buses have been getting beautiful wraps and there is a new bus featuring Pandora, the world of Avatar. Uh, the bus is pretty cool. It's a, a Navi Riding a banshee with a couple of banshees in the background and the floating, uh, floating islands. Uh, so it's it's just it's really cool. It's in uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily call those neon colors, and they're definitely not earth tones, but they're a little bit of both. I feel like I yeah. don't know. It's bright. It's very bright. It's my least favorite of all the bus rides. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I like the coloring. Yeah, I don't love it. All right. But what do I know? Well, it doesn't think that much of you either. No? No. It hasn't I, met me. I do. Let's see. And then let's move over to one of the resorts. I only have I only have one thing for the resorts. Um, at Port Orleans French Quarter, the Scat Clat Club is expanding and is going to have a larger space. And with that larger space is also going to come some additional uh, food and beverage offerings. That's exciting if you're a fan of Port Orleans French Quarter. The Scat Cat Club in the evenings gets very busy. So it'll be nice to have a little bit more space there. And word on the street is it'll be another spot to get beignets. So can't go wrong. I don't know. It's just, it's overkill. They're putting too many beignets in too many places. It's going to be like churros. (laughs) It's the only place you can get the beignets in in, uh, Florida. Both, both of the, both Port Orleans resorts. Yeah. And now they're putting another one in there. Well, no, it's the same resort. Scat Cat Club. But yeah, you don't have to go to the food court to get them. You're going to be able to get them like in the little 
bar or restaurant. Oh no, that's terrible. The convenience. I know. So our very last story, sort of a longer story. Yes. Why don't you uh, tell us what happened? So on Saturday night at approximately, uh, I guess, 1130 or midnight, the, um, no, honey, I don't want your soda. I want to know what time we're at for oh. the show. <laughs> oh, we're at 20 minutes. Oh. So well, this, will just... be, this will be a very quick story. Yeah. Uh, Saturday night, the monorail broke down outside the Magic Kingdom, uh, I guess on the way to the between the Contemporary and the Ticket and Transportation Center, and about 100 people had to be rescued uh, by the Reedy Creek Fire Department, utilizing their bucket. And they had to evacuate people through the roof. Jeez. Uh, two at a time. How do we mean two at a time? Two at a time could fit in the bucket along with the bucket operator. Oh, okay. So there were about 100 people. Oh, it'd take forever. How do they even get, because it, it's out of the top of it? It's out of the so top So is there like it. a ladder that goes up to it? They or probably, are they like boosting people? They probably bring a fireman in first who has a ladder that people climb up. And oh, then if you can't use the ladder, they probably have some hoist or vest <laughs> like, or something Yeah, really, what do on. they do if you're in, like, a scooter or something? Right. Oh, that sounds... Well, it sort of sounds awful, but of all the, like, rescues, I don't know, sign me up for that one because they have to have gotten compensated. Right. Because it's kind of awful. Yeah. But it's just, you know, here we are, we're debuting... What we're... Uh, I am a stockholder, so I guess okay, I am technically yeah, you get your an 80, owner. You get your 80 cent profit sharing checks. Um, but uh, Disney is debuting their new Skyliner system in, in a week. And, you know, their oldest, one of their oldest forms of transportation, which is the monorail, is just, it seems to be, yeah, I don't want to say crapping out, because this is a family show, but it, it's kind of <laughs> crapping out. Um, in the past, I don't know, four or five years, uh, 2014, a lightning strike disabled the system. 2015, monorail yellow was stranded. Uh, firefighters were able to rescue the passengers after about two hours. November 2015, monorail coral had to be separated, had to be towed. Then the monorator separated from a tug, which then which then it crashed into. Uh, 2017, metal fell off of the monorail, uh, landing in the Amaze parking lot next to a guest over in Epcot. January 2018, a monorail red doors unexpectedly opened during the middle of a journey. I remember that one. The fail-safe systems were not activated. January 2018, monorail line became disabled and air conditioning failed. Guests pushed out windows for ventilation until a tractor tug came and towed it to a station. Jeez. And then November 13, I think the mo- most famous one, was November of 2018, a door fell off monorail green wall at the Florida station. Officials reported that the cause was due to being hit by a guest's motorized scooter, uh, you know, doing about four miles an hour. Right. But it's just, you know, here you're looking at a 49-year-old, uh, well... The entire monorail is 48, 49 years old. Uh, these cars uh, that are in service came into service in 1989. It's the Mark VI monorail. Uh, they're approximately 30 years old. The only new stuff was purchased after pink and purple uh, crashed and the, the monorail driver was, was killed in that right. accident. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, here's a 30-year-old monorail which is actually like the third busiest monorail in the world at 150,000 people a day, 50 million guests per year. And it, it just, it doesn't fail that often. Maybe it's it's a couple times a year, yeah. but when it fails, well, that's, but that's it's a what, lot of news because of social media. But that's what makes it so tricky is if, if it fails and it's down for one day, it's a huge big deal. Well, how are you supposed to service something that you can't take down? 
You know, I mean, they to to work on the lines and, and all that kind of stuff. You know, they really need to be able to shut the thing down for three months. Well, there's, and there's actually do some no need revamping. to work on the line. The concrete beams do nothing. The power all comes from the cars. I mean, there's a connector there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the motors are all internal. Uh, it's it's just a, a brushing that touches the car that runs the electricity through it. So. You know, so what do you think they need new cars? I pony up the money and, and put a new fleet of monorails in. So is this only the second set of monorail cars? So it was like the original ones and then the replacement ones and that's been it? The original Mark IVs were brought into service in 1971. Uh, and they actually ran in conjunction with the Mark VI monorails for two years. So how long were the first ones in the service? The first ones were in for 20 years. And now and we're at 30, 30. And, Yeah, it's time. You would think with the money that they're making these days. Well, you, you know, know that... One good Avengers movie covers the cost of new monorail cars. And it's not even like you're asking them to run new monorail track, which costs, you know, like... Right. I don't know, $2 million per mile. Right. Um, just put new cars into service. Right. You know, fix what you have. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, that's our thoughts on the topic. Yeah. And I looked up the whole history of the monorail, and luckily you don't have to get bored by it. So I'm going to tell Cheryl the history of the monorail as we're going to sleep tonight. And she'll be out in about five seconds. Sounds like fun. So uh, that's all the news for today. Until tomorrow, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.